0: Happy New Year Day. Ah, oh, it's our first new show of 2018.
1: And in the background, you're going to hear uh, Ronan Sklar, That's a beautiful right. bulldog, who yep. is the third Sklar twin. I guess it's a triplet. I don't know how that works. Sure. He is sure. panting. And it's appropriate because this is
0: our most sexually charged episode ever. It, Matt, there's no question about that. This is this episode is, is rated R. Yes. No. NC-17 For sure Honestly, NC-17 We are starting off the new year on a very horny note Oh my god If you, uh, if you are listening around family, mm. turn it off yeah. Save this for later If your sensibilities are in any way delicate yeah. uh, Turn back Turn Before, back. Join us next uh, week. You're going to be gasping. You're going to be clutching your pearls. I certainly was. Oh, Lord have mercy. I was fanning myself like a like a character at church in a terrible <laughs> TV movie that takes place in the South on a hot August day. Yeah. It It is it is truly
1: – it's scandalous. Yeah. I mean we are, uh, of course, talking about uh, writer extraordinaire Brian Moylan. Yeah. Who Brian. also uh, appeared on a recent episode of uh, Real Housewives
0: of Beverly Hills. The most recent episode of The Real Housewives. Of Beverly Hills, so it, this episode could not be more relevant. I'm so or excited salacious. that you watched it. Well, that's the thing. I, you know, I want, I want us to, I, I want to be able to communicate with you, yeah. more deeply. So yeah. I feel like I need to speak the language of the Real Housewives franchise.
1: You're like, should I connect with my music? Nope, can't do that. Yeah, I've politics, tried that. Politics,
0: nope, not quite I've sharp enough.
1: You know, and we finally might
0: have a, a landing spot. Well, listen, and I, I've, I've, here's been, here's my experience, and I think I've said this before. I've dipped in and out. Very. I've tried. A lot of people that I love and respect really like the show, Mm -hmm. so I've I've tried here and there. I watched a few in a row of Jersey. Uh huh. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun for a while. Great show though. There was uh, you know uh, pulling of hair. Mm -hmm. There was uh, there was flipping of tables. You know it was it was fun, but then it was like it it made me feel empty and dark inside because it is a dark place
1: and a dark uh, part of the franchise, and it's not aspirational unlike Beverly Hills. Okay. Well, that is your opinion on Beverly One. Hills. I'm watching those ladies, and I say that I'm watching it ironically, but I'm usually watching and just thinking, like, mm, what a way to live. Yeah. <laughs> that gorgeous, you know, swan pond outside Lisa
0: mm-hmm. Vanderpump's house. Sure. Sure. But then you would have to be Lisa Vanderpump. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that's that's which doesn't sound that bad. To I don't me, know. To be I honest. don't. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it just seems like a lot of work to yeah. be a person who's not interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of work to put in to be a dial tone, and <laughs> and I just feel like each and every one of those women, and I'm not I'm not saying that I dislike it, yeah. but I just feel like everybody is constantly auditioning to be on the show. Oh, you know absolutely. what I mean. Yeah. Like everyone had, like it, when they're just showing moments of all of them, it's everyone's like thinking of the next quip. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just so they so that they stay in the scene. You well, know,
1: yeah, and they're like they're they're at this kind of like medium level of self aware about right. like and then trying to drive their own storylines, which that in itself is fascinating because you're essentially yes. watching like non writers try to write themselves
0: exactly, which I love. It is interesting. It yes. is interesting, but it's difficult to find the exact frame of mind in which to watch the show. Yeah, you're you have to watch yeah, you have to bounce back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Narratively, it does nothing for me. No, no, no. Uh character-wise, there's really no there's not one. I think maybe no. Dorit Oh, is it, so far this season and because that's the thing, I'm starting oh. with a clean slate. Now you you have strong reactions about Dorit. I to me, she Dorit. seems spunky and fun. Why? Michael, by the way,
1: my boyfriend is in the room as we record this. Yes. Uh, our yeah. first time having a boyfriend amongst us. He uh-huh. has pushed the chair all the way back into the corner <laughs> to hide, refusing to get on mic. Yeah but he also is a little bit team Dorit. read and really? that is causing a rift in our relationship
0: right? Okay okay I like I like the the hint of self reinvention that the that the the made up accent uh-huh. gives her mm-hmm. Uh I like that she it look has a completely different head every time you see her
1: Oh absolutely I
0: mean just completely I mean, neck up a yeah. uh, different person every yeah. time you see her. Uh, and I, I, she, I, I feel like she is atoning for something that has happened in the past on the show that I don't understand. Yeah, there where was it is. a big yeah. panty
1: gate thing in 2017 okay. that we don't need to revisit. But that I don't, is yeah. – I
0: want to see if I can get by with not knowing
1: what that is. I think is. you'll be OK. But that's a big part of why I loathe her. Her yeah. husband is a disgusting from Yeah, war he doesn't, he doesn't hell. seem great. He doesn't seem great.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kyle, um, I, she, she, in one of her – Uh, confessionals like to indicate that she was paying really like there was a lot of attention she was paying to something that was going Uh on like two people were having a fight on a Ferris wheel which already I hate that I'm saying all of these words (laughs) in this order but like two people are having like a fight or making up or whatever and she's like you know I'm pretending not to pay attention but really I'm and then she pulls Uh, up a magnifying glass so she brought that magnifying glass from home to do the testimonial to
1: to audition to be a gift you know what I mean that's depressing to me I know and you know what's also depressing is I laughed out loud at that, and Ugh. then afterward I caught myself and I was like, oh, I y- fell right into it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then there's Erica Jane, who um, is uh, clearly, as we discuss in this episode, yes, clearly yes. playing a character. Mm-hmm. But then they also try to give that character a compelling story. Yeah. So it's like when it goes all minor key when she talks about her father, it's like, well, why should I believe this when you are? Some sort of like Mickey's on Santa Monica, rainbow <laughs> bright, like sparkle whore experience. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. like I don't know, I don't know who you are, so why can I care about where you came
2: from? Right? She's
1: really the best. She surrounds herself by a gaggle of gays who are uh, dreamed up in the mind of a a, a gentleman from the early two thousands, mm-hmm. which is kind of where I'm coming from at all times. So I okay. appreciate it. Okay, um, but I also appreciate the amount of work that we're seeing on. They, they to me have the perfect level of work where you can't can't quite tell,
0: sure. can't quite land on it. Right. But, uh, well, but they're in their forties, so that's that makes sense. Like that's yeah. when you start. If you're gonna if you're gonna go in with yeah. the nips and the tucks and whatever, you start in the forties when people can't tell.
1: Well, can I tell you, I woke up today, it is my birthday, not to brag. but Happy birthday, man! Thank McCormick. you so much. And the first thing that I saw on my phone was an email from my dermatologist yeah? wishing me happy birthday. Oh, that's sweet. And offering me $100 off any injectable or laser treatment or $50 off any facial excluding peels. Who cares about that? But a $100 off So I could get $100 off Botox, and I I feel like this is the year. Michael is shaking his head. I'm pretending not to see it. (laughs) The dog has stopped panting. (laughs) He is in shock. He's thinking it over. Uh, Would you ever do it? I would love to. uh, Honestly, the only reason that I haven't done it, is that Michael caught wind of me uh, hinting at it, joking Rumors me once, were spreading around And he around town. said, you cannot do that without telling me. Because this was, like, he goes away to, like, work in, in Canada for, like, weeks at a time, which is honestly the perfect time to do something like that. Because if there's some redness, some swelling, you have a little time to let it sure. go down. Put he comes back, he goes, oh, you look great. You look refreshed. I go, yeah, I just, I had, you know, I, I slept a lot where you were gone. That was my plan. Yeah. But I can't live with the dishonesty of doing it now. He's planted the seed that I can't sure. do without telling him, but I don't want to, I don't know. That just it brings a gross thing to the relationship to be like, sorry, babe, I'm going to go get Botox too no, to no, you know? get a needle in the face. He's really ruining my birthday is what I'm saying. How much would it be Mm. If you're taking a hundred bucks off, like how I I think it's maybe like not that I've inquired, but maybe a couple hundred bucks for a forehead. So this is a deep discount. So this is a deep discount. Interesting. It's a very attractive price, Uh and I'm hoping that next time everybody sees me, I'm just fully just glowing, yanked, glowing, lineless, Uh and
0: very hard to read emotionally. And on your way to Croatia. With Kyle Richards. Yes. While she gets new floors. Uh, all right. Let's just get into this episode. Yes. Let's get into this episode. And once again, I I, I have to tell you, I must repeat, yeah. if if you are easily, um, like if you're like a Margaret Dumont in the in the Marx Brothers kind of a person, like <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you if you are prone to moments where your monocle pops out and you go <laughs> ooh, and it falls into your your martini, uh-huh. just turn it off. Join us next week. Yeah. Um, but if you are down for a sexy
1: good time, Uh, hold on to your dicks because here's our interview with Brian Moylan.
0: Matt, it's that time of year. Thank God. Yes. It's that time of year. The comedy bang, bang, best of episodes are out in the
1: world. Uh, I mean, that's where you're going to get Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins mm-hmm. counting down the top 15 moments from the show in 2017 as voted by you in four bonus episodes.
0: That is a lot of year end content. Have
1: you ever been on Comedy Bang
0: Bang? I was a long time ago when it was on the radio when wow. I was on indie 1031 remember that holy shit back in the no, day I yeah I was not born yet of course oh yeah yeah of course uh, I showed up and I was not aware that you like needed to prepare a character oh, or whatever yeah that's uh, that's an intimidating... that's kind of a part of the show uh-huh. it was more of a part of the show back then and uh, and I showed up as myself and I was not prepared oh. so I did a whole thing where I was like um like I was warming up to do to do my to do my like broad light character from Martin oh wow but I just never did it so that was you're telling me that's not one of back. the best episodes. <laughs> I, somehow that, that episode from uh, nine decades ago where I didn't do anything funny was not one of the top 15 moments of 2017. The well, ones that actually made it actually funny. And it's, it's a great primer.
1: It's a great way to get into the show, find out what everybody's been talking about, find out what episodes made the list. Maybe it was the solo bolo cola with Ben Schwartz. Maybe it was the big 500th episode.
0: Maybe, Maybe it was the Calvin's Twins return. Oh, I love the Calvin's Twins. Oh, boy. All you got to do is go to uh, apple podcasts stitcher earwolf.com wherever you listen to podcasts get the comedy bang bang best of episodes right now it's
1: We are back with our guest. Uh, wow, you are in for a treat, you guys. Uh, this is He is a writer. You've read him uh, on Vulture and a ton of other cool outlets. You've read him on Gawker? Think, uh, Gawker. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, men's Men's Health, I think. Men's
3: Fit. Uh, men's yeah, fitness. Men's Health. Most yeah.
1: importantly, he is currently ghostwriting the book by Erica Jane from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, The Pretty Mess. Please welcome my
3: friend, Baby Angel.
1: Brian Moylan. Hi, guys. Thank you for having
3: me. This is one of the only two podcasts I listen to. So I'm like, is is Bitch Sesh, and that's it. And and
1: Yeah. Wait, no. I interrupted you because before we started recording, you were telling us that at your gym.
3: Oh, yeah. So I listen to podcasts at the gym because I feel like as a New Yorker, we don't listen to podcasts as much as – Angelinos because we're uh, like not in the car and like when I'm on the subway I like to read or whatever stare at cute boys crotches Mm -hmm. and so I listen to podcasts at the gym and um, my gym is like super cheap and it's, like, $250 for the whole year, and it's kind of, like, busted. But I go in the middle of the afternoon, and it's full of lady bodybuilders, <laughs> which is, like, amazing. And sometimes they'll wear their, like, tiny little, like, Tamra Judge, like, posing, shiny, oh like, God. outfits and, like, pose for each other. And then the other day, two of them got in a fight, that was like, in the middle of question. the gym. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so it was one, it was, like, let me paint the picture for you. It was one White girl who she was she had some sort of Eastern European exit. She looked like a an East German swimmer if uh-huh. we're like okay. really muscly, uh-huh. and then a black girl with braids, and she had on like a sports bra and abs better than like all the Hemsworth brothers okay. just like insanely ripped and they just start like freaking out and screaming at each other like housewives and I was like <gasps> I had to pause the podcast and of be course. like what is happening I mean do you have a hint as to how it started no I have no idea but I think like um, it was they were fighting over some incident that had happened I think one of them might be like a trainer at my ghetto gym yeah. And um yeah, and then they just like started getting into it and it was it did get amazing. physical. No, it did not. It was just like kind of neck twisty, like yelly. Wow. Ne- but oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: People twisting their
3: own necks. Yeah. You know? like, was yeah right. like, twisting Ooh, a neck
1: yeah. violent. Yeah. Because
0: if it got physical, it could be like, you know, the the climactic battle in an Avengers movie. Yeah. No. It could be like person shaped holes in walls. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start picking up barbells and using
1: all the, like, they're, you know, showing off their amazing superhuman strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yes. And it was, there was more testosterone happening than like when my boyfriend and I have sex together. It was just like. <laughs> So, oh, it was everything. It was that so it was like the best day at the gym and it makes me want to go to the gym more, which is um you know, sometimes I go to the gym just so I can, like, listen to you guys. I'm like,
1: oh, I'll oh, oh, so go to the gym.
3: I know. So you're, like, helping me. And then I listened to Dave Holmes, and I was in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and you told me to go to, what is it, like, fitness mates? Training mates. Training mates. Did you I go? go? I went. Oh, my God. The legs on these gentlemen. Can you even oh, handle my God. the calves I was, uh, like the thighs? All of it. And I was just like, what? It was amazing. Let's it was go, a real G. good who, workout. Who was it? Who was your trainer? I don't remember he had like reddish hair it was like kind of gay okay oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah oh legs for days oh my god like and a insane. good workout and a great workout and like fun kept you on your toes there were boys who took their shirts off which yeah. is like extra bonus wow sure. and so yeah i was i was real i was real into Did it you go oh, solo Brian. I go solo. Yeah,
1: I, I am a real like I don't like much interaction at the gym. It, I, like I go into it like a whole other, you know, sort of I, I zone out. And mm-hmm. I there is a woman at my gym I go to by the way, like the queerest gym in Los Angeles. Their whole thing mm-hmm. is all you know, no like every, all inclusion. There's not a, a gender binary to be found. You do not dare assume a pronoun with anyone. And uh-huh. that's the scene there, which is very cool. But there is a woman who works there who I don't know why, but I can feel that she wants to be my friend. I can just <laughs> yeah. feel that, like that, that like need to have make eye contact. And it's not at all that like, by the way, went for years to the gyms of the crunches of the world and the 24-hour fitnesses where people are trying to make eye contact because they want to like go jerk off in the steam room. And right. this is sure. not the vibe there. I genuinely think she just wants to, like, chat because we see each other multiple times a week. And I don't know what it is about me that I'm such a fucking grumpy bitch that I'm just like, nope,
3: won't give me the iPad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't, I don't normally like to talk at the gym, but I was at the gym recently, and there's this, like, really ripped – Asian guy who is at the gym. I live like near Chinatown. So there's a lot of Asians, but, um, and he looks kind of like not a bodybuilder, but just like real buff and you know, like real butch, whatever. And I'm like working out and then he walks over to me and I'm like, what is this guy like going to say to me? And he's like, I just want to tell you that I'm I'm a really big fan of Aww. your housewives recaps and like whatever. And I was like, oh, and so now that she is like my one gem friend, she and we we like <laughs> Kiki about the house. Aww. I'm like, oh, hey girl, and he's like giant and that, does I mean, not a, look like at all. That's what we would be doing. But that's what we're
0: doing. That's so sweet. That's I amazing. know. And I think your stinginess with your attention and friendship is only going to give her more of an appetite. Uh,
3: that I, might be yeah, true. I, she I, wants to break you. Yeah. And and even the times
1: that I'd feel like she passes me by and doesn't make eye contact, I feel like, oh, she's – now she's –
3: that was a deliberate decision. Uh But she's coming back for more and she always does. I was going to Barry's boot camp for a while and I would go like every – because – I'm not a morning person, so I need something that will force me to wake up in the morning or else I'll sleep till like, 1. Uh-huh. And so I was going to Barry's, and I'd go, like, every morning, and there was a girl, and we would always be, like, next to each other, and we hated each other. And, like, that. we had this whole, like, rivalry, and we would, like, never talk to each other. And, um yeah. And then, and then I would. Did you ever see,
0: break that down?
3: No, but then I like saw her like out at dinner once, and it was like we, and I was like I know I recognize you, but she was in like real people clothes and whatever, yeah. and I was like hey, and kind of gave her the head nod, and she was like hey, and I was like <laughs> okay, I begrudgingly recognize that we hate we hate Why each other. Do you hate her? I don't know. We just <laughs> kind of like I don't know. It just you just can feel it. Yeah, I was like into it. I was you just got, like
0: you got anger in your this heart, girl. I do. I got do. I anger in your heart.
3: I do.
1: So, going back to your housewives recaps, uh-huh. which I'm sure if the listeners aren't reading them, please—you don't—you don't even have to watch the show. There's—they're—they they're, are so brilliant and Thank fucking you. hilarious. Um, what else are, do you have time to watch anything besides the Housewives?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, so I read a lot about television otherwise. And, um, so I kind of try to keep up with everything just so that when somebody's like, hey, can you write about X? I'm like, yeah, of course I can. Mm -hmm. So, um, I watch... Pretty much everything, (laughs) everything that anyone I think is going to be talking about or like people want me to write about or if like 13's Reasons Why happened. And then I was like, oh, this might be something. So I like watched it real quick and then I pitched some articles and whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I watch um, all of it. I watch it all. Loving the most. What am I? Well, so feels less like a duty. Okay, so (laughs) I. So lately, I. um, This this will get back to television. I promise. Um, I moved into an apartment about a year ago, and I was looking. What I really wanted more than anything was a Tom of Finland like cross stitch. Like, to uh-huh. hang on my wall, because sure. I was looking for some new waller. And so I was like, there must be one on, like, Etsy or whatever. So I started looking for some on the internet, and I found them, but it was a kit, and you had to, like, make it. And there was, like, two of them, and it's, like, one is a sailor that washes up on shore, and another, like, savage on this island finds him. And then the next one is them butt-fucking, like, on the beach. Yep. And so I was like, Order! (laughs) And so I, like, taught myself how to cross stitch, and it's really easy. However, it takes, like, forever. So for, like, a year, I've been working on this. And, like, the past couple months, I was like, I am going to finish this motherfucker. Like, I'm sick of doing this. And so I've been watching kind of stupid television because I can – like yeah, yeah, yeah. sit and, you know, whatever. So that, so I've been watching a lot of things like um, a lot of game shows, which Ooh. I like a lot. Oh, 90 Day Fiancé, I'm oh, like I super into. Oh my God, the most goober-ish people you've ever seen in your life. I am yeah. obsessed. It's explain, a little-
0: Explain that, because uh, I, I am not familiar with the show. Anymore. Okay,
3: do you know the concept of it? I don't. Okay, so it is, apparently there's this visa called the K-1 visa, and if you are engaged to a person, it allows you- To an American, allows you to come to America for 90 days to decide whether or not you're going to get married. I see. And um, so these are people that have more often than not met on the internet Mm -hmm. from foreign countries and then they, you know, meet each other and then they come over to America for 90 days. And um, it's a lot of uh, dumpy women with really hot Latin or Eastern European men Mm -hmm. and um, like gooberish middle american guys one is literally a manager at a McDonald's who find these asian girls yes. and go to yep. asia and you know bring back these asian girls and there's this one guy who goes to thailand and he had gotten a divorce and like lost his job and he was super fat and he lost all this weight and he met this Asian girl and he goes over there and he has to give a dowry and buy Buffalo for her parents and do all this shit. <laughs> and he keeps being like, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. And she's like, if you don't have, if you can't afford me, I'm going to like peace out. Yeah. But he's like trying to keep it together, thinking that she loves him for real, but she really just wants to go to America because she thinks every American is rich. Well, and, no,
1: so I saw one episode of before the 90
3: days, yes. which is, I guess a spinoff. Yes.
1: And and by the way, still, I just learned more about it than I even got, literally watching the show
3: yeah what is, so is the, so before the 90 days is when they go to meet for the first time right so they go from america to meet these people who they've been talking to on the internet for however long uh-huh. and meet them for the first time and then i think that the people from before the 90 days then graduate to yeah. like 90 day fiance it's like uh, a feeder program the farm league a triple, if a, you triple a 90 yeah. day fiance yeah gotcha um are
0: you familiar with Catherine chloe cahoon no, and her guide to meeting European men.
3: No, okay. I'm not at
0: all. All right, it's this. It's this. Uh, this woman. She had just graduated college, and she did a series of YouTube videos, and she's this weirdly like positive, um, like kicky young gal, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, and she talks very slowly, and everything seems to be like ADR'd. Like it seems like her, her <laughs> voice she did later. Right. And so it's like, I'm Catherine Chloe Cahoon, and this is my guide to meeting European men. And it's just like, it's how to meet European men. So it's just like, be confident. I will, I'll post these on homophobia. Oh my God. We need all of them. Yeah, you'll fucking die. And I don't know what happened to her. She did a billion in a year and then she disappeared. Maybe she married a European man. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And now she's good.
0: Or or she's in a hostile type of situation. There was
3: one girl who was on before the 90 days. I don't remember her name, but she looked like, Victoria Gumbelson yeah. at like 23 I, I know who you're talking and, about and she's like and she's totally young Vicky and she yeah. goes to Spain to meet this guy who is so Super hot. Yeah, he's a model. Yeah, he's and, a model, an erotic model, and he has all these like shirtless pictures and whatever. And he totally just wants to bang her, and she's like trying to make it into this whole thing, and she's from Orlando, and she's like, Oh, I want to meet European men because there's a lot of people on the show who are like, Oh, I think that people from South America have more family values and whatever. And they're they're like kind of Christian-y. Uh-huh. And there's this whole trend of Christianiness in reality television that is really bothersome to mm-hmm. me, especially on one of Dave and my favorite shows, American Ninja Warrior. There is a lot. Oh my God. They are all so Jesus-y. It almost makes you want to stop watching the show. Well, but it's in subtle ways. except for the ones that are like stupid Michelle Warnke who I hate with her like Bible verses on the side of her leg while she's running the course but they don't make reference to it on the show no except for the ones that are like youth pastors and like wearing like oh and then there's like the papal ninja who's the priests are like cheering for him on the sidelines like it's not that subtle Dave hopes. it's like up in your
0: face but you know when they go and they they like you know when they do the packages on the people it's never like I'm doing this for my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ it's like it's still easter egg.
3: A li- yeah, a little, but it's getting more and more and more. And I did an interview once with the executive producers about yeah. the show and I was like, what's up with all the Jesusiness? And he was really kind of defensive about it. And so uh-huh. I can't tell if that's because he's Jesus y and right. trying to sneak it in the show, uh-huh. or if he knows it's Jesus y and is afraid it's getting too Jesus y. The
1: Christians should be
3: silenced. That's my <laughs> I completely agree. It's getting I like Christian people. It's getting real bad on real households of Orange County. Oh. I don't mind Christian people, but I don't want proselytizing on my reality television. Uh, Agreed. No, of course not. But I think okay,
0: – so maybe there is a – court. maybe there's like a – like the Venn diagram between like clean living people and like – Yeah. And, and, you know, who I can might see that. be sort of Christian-y and people yeah. who go to ninja gyms. Okay. I can see that. And that makes sense to me. practice the salmon ladder. That you makes sense mean? to me. Do it's you think you could do people. a salmon ladder? I think that would be the thing that would break me. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think so, but I would love to try.
1: Is that I don't the think thing I where you take it. the rung and then you... Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. God,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I did one of those stupid, um, like, uh, tough mutters or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't no, that, but it was something you. like yeah. that. And, uh, and it like, I had to do a jungle gym, and even that broke me in two seconds. I guess I have no grip strength. I got when you're not a child playing in playgrounds all the time, you lose that shit.
3: No, I can't you're not do child any an of that ninja, stuff. I don't even like to pretend. Like, I couldn't even do the first obstacle. Like, yeah, the... Uh, the Floating Steps. The Floating Steps. No. I, I bet know it's man. harder than it looks. But I went to, so my boyfriend is a television producer, and we were both super into the show. Uh-huh. Well, we're both still super into the show. And so for my birthday one year, he had met one of the producers of the show, and they invited us to come. Uh-huh. So we went to, like, the taping of Ninja Warrior. It was wow. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was like amazing! It I was like bet. the best night ever. I bet. Oh my god! And you watch these guys run the course, and you can see like every striation of their muscles as mm-hmm. they're like on the shit. Oh, and they're all so hot. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Um, I like a Lance Piekos. I'm a big Joe the Weatherman sure. Morofsky fan. As Me a as too. a fellow Connecticutian, uh-huh. I feel some like hometown, mm-hmm. and he like does the weather that my parents watch on the news oh. on the weekends. They so, see
0: him in, in action. Yeah, in like doing
3: the, yeah, so I feel some hometown pride. And I'm a big Jesse Graff fan. Whenever sure. a woman completes a course, I'm like, sob, sob, sob. I yeah, get teary. Totally. I absolutely do. None yeah. of these names mean anything to me. But no, oh my God. but there's, the there's. on television. Yeah, no, I love it. And there, there are a bunch that I hate too, but. Well, who do you the, hate? I hate Michelle Warnke. I yeah, well, hate sure. the one with the long hair, the long curly hair. He, um, he's like a youth pastor or some shit. Daniel mm. Gill. Oh, I hate her. Can already oh, it, yeah. Daniel Gill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's the worst. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about the, uh, the flight
3: attendant guy? Oh, I would bang the shit out of him. That's the
0: thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the like, thing. Like, he's I'm kind not, of annoying, but, he's like... He's a little bit annoying. He
3: could sit he's on my gay, face. I'm assuming. No. They, they, did they ever have a game. They mission? have had one. They did, like, a military year, yeah. and there was one guy... Well, they did... So they do, like, different cities, and then one year they did different cities, and then they did... It was all, like... People that were in the military or veterans or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they had one guy who was a black guy, and he talked about being gay in the military. And that's the wow. only time anyone has—that uh, I've ever seen anyone talk about being gay on the show. And so I think we need—I mean, there are some buff homos out there. Yes, there they there need are. to get up on some ninja training. Yeah. Yes. And, I, yeah, I when a gay— like. Finished as anything, I will like ball my eyes out. Yeah, I, I will saying. be watching it then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing uh, my editor came to me like a year ago and was like, hey, um, they're doing a thing for the finals of American Ninja Warrior in Las Vegas where it'll be a press day and you can do the course and you can write about it. Do you want to do that? And I was like, oh, ugh. like I couldn't speak. And he was like, oh, it was yesterday.
2: Whoa. No, like he
0: just didn't go through up. his fucking cruel press releases in time. So uh, one of these days. Year. One of these days.
1: Before we segue into your love life. Um, uh-huh. Can we talk about Erica Jane? Can you tell us literally everything about her from beginning to end?
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm going to need, yeah. I've, okay. I've seen one episode with her in it. I've seen the the GIF where she says she's going to give the gays everything that they mm-hmm. want. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've seen the Saturday Night Live sketch that kind of makes fun of her. A little yes. bit. Oh,
3: Yeah. Which, uh, so, uh, okay, I'll tell make, you. Make me like her. Well, so uh, for those like Dave who don't watch the show, Erica Jane came on maybe like season three or four. Four of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So she was like a late addition, and she was an immediate fan favorite. Her Breath husband,
1: Fresh Air,
3: yeah, oh. and and they really needed her. And her husband is Tom Girardi, who is the lawyer from Aaron Brokovich. He does these huge uh, class action lawsuits. He's Albert Finney, yeah, okay. he, and he takes the side of the victims. And gotcha. so he's thirty some years older than her, and they've been married for twenty years. And he, th- she's very wealthy, and uh-huh. she. Uh, grew up wanting to be a performer. She went to Performing Arts High School in Atlanta, where she's from, and moved to New York to kind of be a star and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of got sidetracked. But then eventually kind of made herself into a pop star and uh, making all this dance music and she would perform at gay clubs and circuit parties Mm -hmm. and gay pride events all over the place. And she performed at a nude beach. She performed at the Jackhammer in Chicago when people were getting peed on. This is all pre-Housewives. This This is all pre-Housewives. And she, you know, kind of made a name for herself. And then she was on the Housewives and it sort of broke her career like wide open. And so, yeah, she, it's, She's surrounded by gays. Her team is all these gay guys. She lo- she loves a homosexual. She wants to give the gays everything she wants. And she's just really cool. She only has a high school education, but she's super, super smart and just mm-hmm. intuitive and gets it in a way like no one I've ever met. And she will call you on your shit. And, like, sometimes I'll be asking her questions. She's like – Brian, that is a tacky reporter question. I can't believe you just asked me that. And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what's the thing that has like surprised you most about her, like in, knowing her in real life versus from the show?
3: Um, well, I have been writing about The Housewives for a long time. And I've met a lot of them. And like I always say, The Housewives – are exactly like they are on television. Mm-hmm. And Erica Jane is exactly like she is on television and I like loved her and thought she was really cool and wanted to hang out with her and be her friend and now that I am hanging out with her and talking to her all the time it's everything that I wanted it to be and she you know we like talk about shit and she's just totally cool and gets it and I'm totally into it. But I discovered something the other day. This is an Erica Jane fun fact. She played the first woman ever to die On Law and Order. What? In 1990, Erica Jane was the first person to die on Law and Order. Not just playing a dead body. She died. She She died. died She goes into the hospital. It was based on a a real case. And she goes to a hospital, and they give her um, some medication, and it has a bad reaction to an antidepressant she was taking, and she dies. Wow. And, yeah, and— so she's not on the IMDb page. She's not on the Wikipedia wow. page. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, she played. She was the first woman that she died.
1: does have some acting chops. I mean, she was fu- she was legitimately good. on yeah. uh, Young and the Restless. She she, she did was on Young and Most. the Restless. She's yeah, good,
3: because one of the other one housewives of the other housewives is a, housewives right. is a, a, a yeah, Ellen okay. Davidson. Yeah, and okay. so she she played a little bit part. Yeah, she's good, and she. Yeah, and I think you see some of her acting a bit on the show. and yeah, yeah. But she's a great performer. I've seen her perform a couple of times, and she puts on a show. Yeah. And uh,
1: you're going to pop up in the new season of Housewives we, maybe, right? Well,
3: we filmed us working on the book together a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, who knows what will make it. But if, if I do, it's going to be a very strange recap when I have to recap myself. Yourself. Like on an episode of Real Housewives of of Mirrors, Beverly Hills.
1: (laughs) So, any tidbits you can give me for the what season is this? Season eight? Season? Uh,
3: Ah, no, I want to say six.
1: Whatever it is.
3: 6. Yeah, well cuz I think she came on season 3 and this is her third season so mm-hmm. I want to say it's like season 6. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that much. I mean m- other than what everybody else knows, knows. from the trailer. Yeah, thing. so yeah. I don't um we've talked a little bit about some things here and there but um there's a new girl and I think that once again the new girl creates a lot of um
1: creates some waves. Yeah, creates I, Well, and I, creates it sounds some drama. like she and Dorit are back uh in good Good graces. They
3: are. They are. And we saw she helped Dorit uh, rehearse for a performance that she gives with oh. Boy George. So Still hate Dorit. Um, so she all hell. perform we'll
0: now? Or what's the – like do you have to now have a song and – No. Sure, and her – Get out on the road. Seems like
3: that. Durie, it? I think it is I think it's something like she's performing for her husband's birthday and she oh, wants to perform a yeah. number for her. Okay. But they all – have some sort of side hustle because yeah. they don't make a lot of money off the show. They're sure. making money off of whatever. What's a typical housewife income just from the show? Um, it depends on who you are. If you are Ramona Singer or Countess Luann and you've been on the show uh, a, a long time, you're probably, or Anini Leaks, Bethany Frankel, yeah, you're know. probably making between 500000 and a million dollars a season. A season? A, a season. Okay, okay. So, And that's 22 episodes. And they film it over the course of like four to six months. Right. Uh-huh. Um, if you are... A first-time housewife, you're probably making between fifty and hundred thousand dollars. Mm. If you're a mid-career housewife like an Erica Jane or a Kill Radswell, I bet you're making probably like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. not bad. No, not bad, but um, you know, but. Uh, I think that the costs of living that to be on the show are also very high in the like hiring your own hair and makeup, having the clothes, hiring cars to go places, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, What impresses me more than the Real Housewives is the kids on Vanderpump Rules because they have no side hustle like – they are kids who grew up on reality television, and this is their end game—like to be sure, yeah. a reality star. Like right. they, they do are, have
1: to continue legitimately working at the restaurants, but only
3: a couple thing. of them work at the restaurant now. Most oh, of them really? have gotten fired, And so yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like two of them that work at the restaurant, and the rest of them are just kind of on the show, and that's all they do. That's that's their, they are practitioners of the reality television arts. How and do they afford the cocaine that keeps that show moving? Because <laughs> they make they probably make like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year wow. being on the oh, stupid yeah, show, working six nice months living a year in L.A. I mean you know yeah, we have a nice life here right and they live in these dumpy apartments in mm-hmm. West Hollywood yeah and yeah and that's wow. it. they're happy. what does a what does a uh, a housewife single generally sell? No clue, but there are some jams somehow. Yeah, like, There's yeah, the, some of them are I legit know the, good songs.
0: The the I know the Luann ones. Sure, the Luann ones like, are good. Chandeliers, yeah. Or whatever.
3: Yeah, like, okay, tardy exactly. for the Party is great. Is okay. a jam. Yeah. Um, on display, Melissa Gorga's song is a great song. Don't even okay. know that one. Oh, she's a real house in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, anything by Candy Burris. Oh, she's yeah, she's like she's a legit, but she right. has some some songs that she premiered on the show, like uh, Rise Above. Do you know mm-hmm. Rise Above? Yes, Rise Above yes. is a great song. I don't know that one. It's a Candy Burris track. It's um, yeah. All but right. um, there there's there are some good ones. I okay. mean, there are some real duds. Luann apparently has a new single, oh, and boy. I also heard through the grapevine that she is working on a cabaret show.
1: Oh well, that's Fantastic. that's someone finally stepping into their full selves. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that she hasn't done a cabaret
3: show yet is is odd. Yeah, me. and I will be. Front row center. Sure. I
1: have one last question before we move on. Do we know what are Erica Jane's political leanings?
3: Erica Jane's political leanings are left, but yeah, um, yeah and she, she she would feel in a way that most people would, uh, especially socially. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I think she, being a wealthy woman from who lives in Pasadena, I think she has some kind of republican trappings mm -hmm. in her thinking which i I, am fine with but i'm not okay (laughs) (laughs) but she's definitely you know pro the gays pro-life sure Uh anti-trump um you know all that stuff but i also think that she's not trying to be overtly political like i think she likes to keep things cute and cunty as erica jane Mm -hmm. being this like crazy fantasy sex doll character that yeah, she created sure. and you know she's like down with that but yeah
1: speaking of crazy fantasy sex dolls mm-hmm. we're gonna take a break and then come back and dive into Brian Moylan's Love Life Yay. Yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Josie Long one of my favorite people yes, on yes. planet earth she's a British comedian she has won awards and she has a new show Tell me about it. It's called All of the Planet's Wonders, Shown in Detail. Uh, it's a scripted alternative comedy series. Mm. Uh, Josie Long attempts to better herself and to get out into the world with help from Maeve Higgins, a bunch of other comedy pals, and some Earwolf favorites like Aaron Whitehead, huh? Hayes Davenport, huh? Zach Rhino, huh? John Hodgman, oh. Humphrey Carr, John Luke Roberts, whoa, Helen Zaltzman from The Illusionists. Wow. You're going to gain fantastic insights about topics
1: including exploration, insects, fossils. You're going to travel with Josie and Maeve to the bottom of the ocean in James Cameron's submarine and find out why Josie's dated so many men with a love of rocks. Can I tell
0: you that no three words in the English language – by the way, I can't even say the word English uh, because I'm so tense – from the three words (laughs) in that language that give me the most tension, which is James Cameron's submarine. The very idea – of going into the deep and not being able to move. Terror and also being James Cameron. <laughs> Terror is absolutely terrifying to me. Uh but don't let that stop you from listening to all of the planet's wonders shown in detail. Give it a listen, make Josie Long your new favorite international comedian. Yeah, for a month trial of Stitcher Premium use
1: the promo code homo at stitcherpremium.com/planets.
0: homo. <laughs> Folks, we are back with Brian Moylan. Now Hi. it's time to get uncomfortably yeah.
3: personal. Well, first of all, I came here today with a gay agenda. Oh, great. Okay, And I would like to address that. Lay it out. Great. I am here to defend Fire Island because you <laughs> okay. people have had some Fire Island haters up on the show. Yes. yes. And I want to tell them all that they suck because wow. Fire Island is – my favorite place in the whole world. It's beautiful. It's I, Again, gorgeous. I've only been
0: midweek. I have not survived a weekend there, Okay, and I don't know that. I
3: midweek is really now my favorite Fire Island. Okay. Because you – so I've been going for many years since my 20s when we would go and do the, like, all the parties, you know – Parties, pool parties, out all night, hot tub orgies, like whatever, and it was totally insane, and we had a house one year, and there was a, a giant living room, and there were beams across it, and... My I don't drink or do drugs but my friends certainly do and they would get so fucked up they would literally swing from the rafters wow. of this house yep. and so that's how like crazy it was and the cops would get called and whatever and that was fun and, Fire
0: Island Cops yeah there's a show wow yeah yes.
3: oh my god so not only the Fire Island Cops but all those straight boys that deliver groceries that work at the pantry Yeah. Okay. I always say that I want to make a porn movie where all the boys that work on the fairy um, bukaki on me and it's called All Hands on Dick oh. Uh And, um, I mean, all the, like, little straight Long Island teens that work in Fire Island is, like, totally a reality show. They're getting so sexually harassed. Oh, my God. uh, And then— Oh, God. So they now have a ferry between the Pines, where I stay, which is, like, the kind of a-gay whatever, and Cherry Grove, which is where the lesbians and drag queens live. And that's where they have the big underwear party on Friday nights. And so they have a boat that takes you from uh, the Pines to Cherry Grove, and you pay, like, $8, whatever. And the boy— that they got to work the underwear party fairy was, like, the hottest straight boy I've ever seen in my life. He was you like mean tw-
1: work the fairy? He, he like,
3: like, takes the, the money and, like, goes around like a, and whatever hi. and, hi. Uh-huh. like – probably gets Harvey weinstein by the gays like all night. And oh my God, he's just so dreamy, but okay. So I love fire Island and we used to do all that. And now that I've gotten older, we've sort of transitioned into a much more mellow kind of situation. And I think it was Joel Kim booster who was on your show, who was saying like fire Island is what you make of it. And you can just go and read and hang out on the beach and it's gorgeous. And there are no cars. And, it's just one of the best places on earth. And I think that while it's great that we continue to mainstream as a gay community, I am glad that there is an all-gay space. And that, I think, one of the last remaining in the world is Fire Island, where it's just, like, gay rules apply. There are very few, if any, straight people, except for, like, the kids working there. Mm -hmm. It's like, And there are so few of them that everyone has to respect the gay rules. And um, so when... This was probably like five or six years ago when I was younger. And, um... I met a gentleman and it was the middle of the night. And in Fire Island, there are often not places to hook up because you're usually sharing a yeah, room share, with yeah, one yeah. of your friends, whatever. And so we went to one of the boardwalks that lead down to the beach and we were like butt fucking standing up on the boardwalk. And the sun was coming up. It was probably like six in the morning. And some queen comes walking his like little dog. And I was like, oh shit. And like went to like pull my pants up, whatever. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. Have fun. <laughs> and I was like, that is Fire Island to oh, me, like yeah. in a nutshell. Just, like, no one gives a shit. Just, like, do whatever you want. And so, yeah, like, you know, now am I into that, like, same, same dance music, like, taking G, staying up all night, like, bullshit? Like, no, but I'm happy that the 20-year-olds are there and that they're doing it and they're continuing to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And so, yes. But
1: you, meanwhile, are probably more, like, of the Joel Kim booster, reading a book, having a game night. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, well— um, one of my very good friends throws the underwear party in Cherry Grove. And I, a couple summers, was underemployed during the summers. And I worked taking money at the door. I was, like, the door guy at uh-huh. the underwear party. Mm-hmm. And so we usually go to that. So we'll, like, go out Friday night. And then Saturday night, I usually, you know, we just, like, eat dinner. Because you eat dinner at, like, 10 or 11. And we just, like, eat dinner. And then my boyfriend likes to go to bed early. So then we I hang out with him and go to bed early. my friends go to town and, yeah. you know, do whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I just want – to booster for Fire Island, and I think everyone should give it a shot. That and is a really solid endorsement. Yeah. yeah, you you paint an alluring picture.
0: Yes, we should do a homophilia event. Yes. this summer in Fire
3: Island. Um, yes. make sure it's one of my weekends, and the y'all are works. welcome to stay at our house. Oh, wonderful. we'll right, find that's room what for I you. Stay. I know. That's a, I know you thanks to Fire Island. That's right because you met my boyfriend there. Yeah, and we picked him up in the harbor. Me and Daniel Nardicio, who throws the underwear party. Wow. Yeah. But Look Jeffrey Self was just
1: here, by the way, uh, talking about going to the underwear party and refusing to take his shorts off and getting into like an altercation with yeah. the poor guy because yeah. he had to get stripped out to his underwear. Yeah.
3: And like, I think that's legit. And the underwear party, I love because everyone checks their phone. And so it's like people are like there and present and like that's talking rare. to your face yeah. and are all out to have a good time and everyone's in their underwear. So it's like a great equalizer. And of course, you know, yeah, sometimes I feel a little bit bad about my body cause I'm not like Mr. Abs, but, um, yeah. And oof. yeah, <laughs> anyway, I would never be able to, I would never not be self-conscious for a moment. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't give a shit. I'll I'm just know. like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Well, um, um, I mean, everyone's going to see you on the beach the next day in your swim trunks. Anyway, it's like yeah. the same fucking thing. I don't
1: know why it feels different. I don't know. Okay, so how long have you and your fellow been together?
3: We have been together. Oh, so this is the other thing I want to discuss, which I feel okay. has been underrepresented on this homosexual podcast. Thank you for steering the ship, Brian. Is, I appreciate where, where it. Where are you taking it? <laughs> Non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. Huh? And I feel like you have all these people who are either not in relationships, which is fine, yeah. or these like boring heteronormative. We, we, got some, we got some episodes uh, in, you know, coming down the pike where this is okay. discussed. But yeah, I've been with my boyfriend for seven years. Oh, wow. And we have what my friends would call a quote-unquote very specific relationship. Okay. And what's
1: the? what are the specifics? Talk through the specifics.
3: Well, my boyfriend travels a lot, uh-huh. and so he's gone for long stretches of time very often. And yeah, so we have a sort of, um you know... Uh, what do I like to call it? An arrangement. An and arrangement. Is it, is it an a understanding. Don't ask, don't tell. No, we like talk about it, and it's all like I believe in like open honesty, and, and you know you don't all have to that. Turn stuff. into a jealous bitch, which is the reason I don't have an open relationship. That no, reason. no, not at all. Like I actually like to hear about my gentleman friends' exploits. You do. I do. You
1: have what is it called? Compersion? Am I making? What is the? There's a word in in uh, like the poly world. About the joy that you feel, with the satisfaction you feel when your partner has sex with someone else. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Someone oh, is,
3: but yes, I have to that. At me about this. Well, and my my gentleman had. He goes to Europe a lot, and he has this Italian lover who he sleeps with regularly. Who is like, who I've met, but haven't you know, had relationships with, but is one of the most attractive people I've ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so, like, by some sick calculus, because he will have sex, like, with my boyfriend, like, that makes him, me, like, as hot as him. Yeah, that's a very yeah, healthy no, you're very
1: much on the same plane. Yeah, yeah,
3: which, objectively, I know I am not. No. But, not like, true. I... um Girl, I'll show you a picture. I am not. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, um you know, yeah, so... I'm so yeah, that's that's how it is. And so but he he is older than I am, um, and isn't is usually too lazy to, you know, like follow through with it. Right. But he kind of likes to have sex he has like kind of sex for like people who he has sex with regularly. Yeah. Like, you know. All, all around the world, so oh, it's a boy a, in every port. regular. Regular
1: yeah. buddies are acceptable. Is there, is there,
3: is, there a, is there a line between sex and like dating that's not allowed? Um, yeah, but I think it's just kind of like, you know, you know where it is. And so my um boyfriend's Italian lover, my boyfriend goes to London a lot for work and was thinking about getting an apartment there. And his Italian lover lives in London and was also thinking about getting Mm -hmm. an apartment, he's like, oh, we should find an apartment together. And my boyfriend was like, I don't think that Brian would think that's a very good Mm -hmm. idea. And he was 100%. Right about that. I like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we don't live together, so we've been together for a long time, but we don't live together, which is part of our like specific whatever.
1: And so, are there plans to move in together?
3: We've been discussing it, but um, we'll see how that lands.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yes, I'd like to
3: ask him about this as well. Oh yeah, yeah. we've we've been um, yeah we've been in negotiations about all that. um, Yeah.
0: Okay. So. If you, for example, have a have like a regular person that you have sex with, mm-hmm. do you also hang out with that person? Like, is it dinner and then sex?
3: Um, there are a couple gentlemen where it's like that, uh-huh. and then there are a few like there. This is the only relationship I've been in, and before that, I self-identified as a slut. Mm-hmm. I still do, I guess, and um, so. There are some people who I've been having sex with since I've lived in New York for, like, 12 years right. who i still, like, a few times a year, like, hey, come over. And it's like, you know, he comes over, and we hang out and talk, and then we have sex, and then we hang out and talk some more, and then he goes home. You know, it's uh-huh. like a s- sex-based kind right. of And is this somebody that you you enjoy hanging out with? Or you, Yeah. Like, I enjoy his company, but, you know, he has a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. He's had sex with me and my boyfriend. And, um yeah. And so it's just like a whole kind of thing.
1: Not because I don't know, but because uh, I, I mean, other guests who are in open-ish relationships are just not quite so
3: forthcoming. And I, I salute you. I just believe that the, I just believe in radical transparency about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Erica and, Jane and you. Yeah. And um, it's a real housewife in me. Um, and I just think that that's just the best way to operate with yeah. people. Sure. But I have more people who I've had sex with, like, and then become friends with, and then we don't have sex anymore. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like, that happens probably more often than, like, dinner and sex. But I don't have as many regular sex partners as my boyfriend does.
0: Okay.
3: I just, you know, I'm more of like a, a grinder gal.
0: Hmm. I guess the question that I'm getting at is if you – or if your boyfriend, for example, like when he goes to London, he hangs out with this guy. Yeah. uh, And they presumably do things and then have sex. Yes. Like how – when does that cross over into dating?
3: I don't know. Like I'm just not threatened by it because I know like – I don't think you should be. But I'm I'm just – I just – I don't know. I guess I'm hung up on that. Well, because they like hang out and have sex and then they also just hang out. Uh-huh. And like go to the movies or whatever and then I'm like, Did you have sex? and he'll say yes or no. And then um and I I mean I just know that at the end of the day, like he's coming home to me uh-huh, and man. and so I don't really care ki- like care about that how does he feel about the fact that you're going to be doing this show talking about all this i asked him and he was like just like don't say my name (laughs) yeah you're fine you're fine but yeah because i i've written about my sex life and things that we've done and so i was kind of like how far can i go and so the people that know me know who my boyfriend is obviously but um yeah well there you go so do you – you're in
1: negotiations like TBD about the, you know, cohabitating versus not. Mm-hmm. Um, is there talk of, you know, marriage or anything else?
3: No, we're both kind of uh, morally opposed to marriage mm. as homosexuals. And so I think that if it got to a point where we needed to get married for a visa yep. – um insurance a, a purposes reason, like whatever um i think that would be a, a different discussion but i don't think that either of us want to get married just to get married however that doesn't keep us from playing um uh fantasy wedding which is one of our favorite Ooh. games uh-huh. can you talk us through your fantasy wedding well yeah, so this is my fantasy wedding it's very new york specific uh-huh. um do you know the west 4th street subway stop yes i do yep. okay do you know the mezzanine between the A train and the F train? No. Like you go downstairs and there's like a floor that's empty, uh-huh. and then you you go down more stairs and that's where the F train okay. is. Okay. Okay. So I want to send like everyone's invitation is a chair, and you just like take the subway and you set it up in the mezzanine of the West Side Forest for West. Fourth street subway stop and like sit in your chair and then we have our ceremony there and then you pick up your chair and we get on the subway and we go to wherever the.
0: that's brilliant yeah it's a flash mob wedding yeah Please it's do
3: like that. A, i, I want to come to that you'll be invited for sure you'll get a chair in the mail that'll probably be the most expensive part of <laughs> sure but yeah we like to play like oh this is who i'm gonna have at my wedding this is what we're Ooh. gonna do at our wedding yeah uh, let's um, talk entertainment yeah is it a oh, band no, it's Bridget Everett, 100%. Oh, okay. Amazing. Check like, out. that's the only person we want performing at our – I haven't watched her show yet on Amazon, but in, I'm, yeah, like, I'm so dying to. I'm very excited to. Um, but, so, I was a for very many years. Yeah. Would you like to hear some of Brian Boylan's favorite sex give stories? Us, well, I mean, I,
0: I want you to give us what you're prepared to give us. Okay.
3: I have I brought them all for you. Great. Okay. Start at the top. This is <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. It's a Halloween-related story and um, it was Halloween, and I used to be the editor-in-chief of Next Magazine for Homosexuals. Do you remember this? Do I? Yeah. 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 And so um, I would go out all the time, and I knew all the drag queens and door people and, you know, whatever. And so it was Halloween, which was one of our big days of the year to, like, go out and cover all these parties, whatever. So I was going to all these parties, and I was dressed up as Klaus Nomi, 80s performance artist. Uh And uh, so I had on this full body spandex thing and like a little Klaus Nomi thing I made out of paper. So I had no pockets. And so I took just like some cards and my license and I forgot my keys at home. Uh And so I went out, I was going to all these parties and I um, texted my roommate at the time who would like to go out and get wasted on Halloween mm-hmm. and was he was like oh yeah I'll be home whatever and so I get home at like four in the morning when I'm done partying and my phone had died I had like forty dollars okay. and um, my ID and that was it and so I'm like buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and he got so drunk he like passed out and wouldn't answer the door and so okay. it's like five in the morning it's starting to rain and I'm like fuck
0: and you're Klaus Nomi
3: yeah and I'm Klaus Nomi I was like where can I spend the night I only have forty dollars <laughs> and I was there was only one place I could think to go was it Jay's hangout it was the West Side Club, nice. which is the bathhouse oh in my Chelsea. God. So I was like, I'm going to go to the West Side Club. I'm going to get a room. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to go home <laughs> and, and get my room heavily. and get my roommate to like oh. let me in. Yeah. This is great gay thinking. <laughs> yes. So I go to the bathhouse and there is a line out the door of faggots in costume. Sure. Wow. And sure. so like there was literally one daddy who had had a red hat and a white beard, and had painted himself entirely blue as Papa Smurf. Great. And these Great. were the kinds of people in line at the bathhouse at like four in the morning on Halloween in New York City. So I get a room, and I go to my room, and I had on some makeup, so I'm like, I'm going to take a shower and wash up my makeup. I'm going to pass out. So I go to the shower, the West Side Club, and it was like kind of bump in for the West Side Club. And, um, and I go and take a shower, and I'm like walking back to my room, and this man starts following me he's like 6 foot 5 like black bodybuilder like dressed as what with a super realistic devil mask on Oh, like my God. so you could not see his face at all and it was like a um you know like skin wars kind of level just like super ornate like scary demon devil mask yeah and i was like holy shit and so i'm like walking back to my room and he starts like following me and i was like is happening and so uh, he's like following me following me and he's like back at my room and then he's just standing there and so I was like okay and so I let him in and he comes and he had this like enormous dick and he fucked the hell out of me I'm not much Did of a bottom speak? but no not a word and I like tried to take the devil mask off and he kept like moving my hand away and he was like wearing the devil mask the whole time like fuck the hell out of me and then like we got off and he left and like that was it so I was like okay so I passed out and I wake up in the next morning and, um, you know, it's like nine in the morning. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go home. And I'm looking for my clothes. And then I realize the only thing I have to wear is my Halloween costume <laughs> from the last night. Yeah. So I, like, put my Halloween costume on. I'm like, fuck. And so I go outside and uh, my apartment is above, it was in Hell's Kitchen and it was above a popular brunch place that was like on the corner on the <laughs> avenue and then the door was like on the side, yeah. you know, on the side street. And it had stadium seating yeah. <laughs> facing the and street. Yeah, and so I like so I go out and there's a cab right there. I'm like, oh, thank God. So I get in the cab and I like go home and I make him pull like immediately up in front of my door and I yeah. like go up in front of the door and I'm like buzzing, buzzing, buzzing my roommate and then I hear some queen from brunch go walk of shame walk of shame at me as I'm like oh god but you know what I feel no shame for you in that moment No, I didn't feel any shame if only you knew what you
0: had just experienced
3: yeah yeah and it was it, it's one of my best all-time stories so yeah. like thank you you were for resourceful all that. yes you uh, you got laid by Satan himself
0: <laughs> mm-hmm yeah I listen I I, yeah. I salute you in that one
1: wow So in your slutty years, pre your first quote unquote like relationship, did you ever have – did you ever like fall in love with one of these people? Did you ever get your heart broken or did you just keep it pretty –
3: I kept it pretty cash, but I have a thing for bad boys Mm -hmm. kind of, you know what I mean? bad boy. Just, like, kind of, assholes, basically. Like, I kind of have a thing for ass. I always joke that Paul Ryan is, like, my ultimate type, which is, like, <laughs> fit, ass. older, and a total asshole. Like, Just that's, awful. like, really what I'm so into. So much hate sex. Oh, yeah. my God, so much hate sex. So there were a lot of guys who where I would kind of fall for them and, you know, not realizing that they were unavailable and kind of trying to make it into something, and then I would get disappointed. And But, yeah, I never really tried to make it um yeah, I was just always happy to be having crazy. You were living the dream. I was mean. living the dream. Yeah. I was living the dream. And um I also ran a pornography blog for a few years. Which so one? Oh. uh it was called Fleshbot. Fleshbot. It was owned okay. by gawker.com. Oh, RIP. Fleshbot. Yeah. And so I did all the gay stuff for Fleshbot. And so I um, also masturbated quite a bit. (laughs) Professionally. Professionally. Things were being taken care of. So there's there's no need to go out there. So there there was a lot of... Yeah, but I would just kind of... I was up for any sort of like exploration. And just I'm not into anything really too kinky. But I've tried just about everything. Mostly out of exploratory purposes. And so um, this is another... one of my favorite Brian Moyland sex stories. is how
1: equipped you are today. um,
3: Yeah, no, I came ready. You did. So, um, when I first moved to New York, I don't remember how, but, um, I will also say, you had Justin Sayer on, Mm -hmm. and, and, they said, the best way, to learn New York City, is by tricking around, Uh and, and, 100% one hundred percent correct. That's how yeah. I know what ev- the inside of every house in Fire Island looks like. That's how <laughs> I learned how to get around D.C. That's how I learned to get around New York. And that's the worst thing about Grinders. Now you just walk around your neighborhood, yeah, and yeah, before you, you used anything. yeah, you used to have to go to Inwood or I don't know wherever it was that you were getting late. But. um So, I found this guy and he had a glory hole set up in his apartment. Okay. I love a fucking glory hole so much. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. And this guy gave the best head I've ever experienced in my life. And so, you would kind of walk into his apartment and you'd open the front door. And then there was a door, which I assume was his kitchen right in front of it. And he had, he would kind of put this piece of wood in it with the glory hole in it and he would be on the other side so you'd just come in and there was a table next to it and there would be porn on the table with like a towel and poppers and like the glory hole and wow. so you'd go in and he would just give you this insanely awesome head and then you would turn around and leave and so you know every so often when I was in the mood I'd like text him and go over and um, so I went over once and I don't really use the poppers but for some reason, I was like, this seems like a really good idea. This, I, So I was like, these poppers are here. I'm just going to use them. So I, like, take a big head of poppers. And then the next thing I hear is, are you okay? Are you okay? And I had passed out, like, from the poppers with my pants and my underwear, like, around my legs. And he was, like, banging on the other side of the oh door God. to, like, wake me up. And I was like yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And I just like pulled up my pants and like grabbed my coat and like ran out. And that was like the last time I ever went because I was so embarrassed that I like passed out wow. from Poppers in his apartment that I ruined. And he still like he heard a human being
0: go right. clunk on the ground, but was so committed to the glory hole. That, right. He, was he didn't like, even come around. This is our relationship. I'm yeah, staying right, on yeah. this side. I'm just right. going to knock. Wow. Yeah. I don't know about that guy.
3: I don't I think it was just like a second. Like I think I just like I don't think I was out long. Yeah, Listen, a yeah, human yeah. body hit the ground. Like yeah. you, you go physically and you check on that human being. How long were you out, I wanna know. I think just like a, like I think I kind of like because you know, there was like porn playing and uh-huh. like based on what was happening on screen and kind of the way I fell, uh, you I were just kinda of like tracking the continuity of the story. Sure. Of the, I just yeah, kind of like had a general like mm-hmm. idea of what was Wow So I think it was just like a second. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and that's the last time I've ever done poppers. Well, I think that's
0: a, a sound
3: that's, decision
1: yeah.
0: for your health.
1: Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, my thing about not that I'm in the business of trying glory holes, but I guess my my assumptions about them are that, like, the people using them aren't – there's a reason that there's nothing but a hole. That You know what I mean? That, yes. Like, it might not be somebody that you want to have – blow you or vice versa. I am
3: also right. totally fine with that because You're it was, it. like, so good that... Is this somebody that you wouldn't have been interested in outside of the glory hole? I have no idea. I don't yeah, know what yeah. he looks like. Oh, you never... You literally... No, have, I've oh never seen God. him. I've never seen That's him. That's the whole thing. That's the point.
1: I well, just assumed that he met you and was like, hey, if you want to come back, I've got some glory hole. Well, no. no. That,
0: would, that would negate
3: the whole glory hole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think yeah, I am It's supposed met, to be. Like, I, of course. And yeah. this was early... I want to say this was probably like 2006, probably. And so it was most likely Craigslist where I found wow. him because what was or our choices then, like Craigslist or Manhunt? Mm-hmm. So it was like one of those. So it wasn't a uh, sort of photo-based... Decision. Yeah. It was wow. kind of just like, and, and that's part of what I love about a glory hole is that it, um,
0: <laughs>
3: you, there's no visual, there's no visual stimulation. It's all just like touch, like sensory yeah, touch, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. It's all
1: imagination.
3: Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what makes it like such an intense experience. But I also, I, um, went to college in DC and I went to grad school in DC and lived there for many years. And, um, I lived in, a basement apartment in a townhouse in what was then a very bad part of town, which is now a very nice part of town. But I paid $350 a month for this apartment. Wow. And um, my friends called it the dungeon because the ceilings were really low and it was it was totally gross. But it was $350. And um, I met somebody – I used to pick up a lot of guys in bars because I, I was always going out a lot. I wrote for the gay newspaper in D.C. called the Washington Blade, and so I would do a lot of nightlife kind of stuff for them. So I was going out a lot, and I worked at a nightlife venue. And so, you know, I was out all the time. So I'd pick up a lot of guys, but I you know would also occasionally troll the Internet. And so it, it was probably – this was like 2000-ish. So it was probably gay.com mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. So I met this guy, and and – Especially then, but even now, like DC is a little closety because everyone's like, "Oh, I'm the Assistant Undersecretary of Commerce. Like, no one can know." (laughs) So whatever. So I met this guy, and he was like really just kind of like cagey about the whole thing. And I had like bars at my front door, and I was like, "He was like, I don't know that I want to like come in." Whatever. I was like, "Okay, here's what we'll do. It's like come over. I'll leave the." The bar's locked. I, like, open the door, and I'll, like, suck your dick, like, through the bars and whatever. And he was— So he'll be standing outside. Outside. But it was, like, underneath the front stairs of the townhouse. So you couldn't see it from Uh the street. Got it. So it was, like, totally protected. But, yeah, so he's, like, under the stairs and whatever. And so he shows up. And not only that, and he was like, okay, just, like, make sure it's dark, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't want you to see me, whatever. And I was like, okay. And so I, like, made sure it was dark. So he shows up, and not only did he show up, like, under the stairs, he wore, like, a ski mask. So I, like, couldn't see his face. And so he came, and he had one of the biggest, most beautiful dicks I've ever seen in my life, and he, he was probably in his early 20s, as I was at the time. And his body was just, like, Greek God, like, beautiful, like, perfectness. was for like, sure Paul Ryan. Oh, my yeah. God. It was yes, 100% Paul Ryan. Um, oh, my God. I wish it was Jared Kushner. And so, yeah, so I, like, sucked his dick, like, through the gate, and it was amazing. Wow. And then we he started, like, coming back, like, on the reg and he would always like wear the ski mask, you know, it was like, he would kind of disappear. And then every few months he'd be like, Hey, are you around? Can I come over? And I'd be like, sure. Okay. And then always through the bars, always through the bars. Oh no. And and then eventually we graduated to him coming inside and we would, and we would have like sex, sex, Inside and still ski mask on, still ski mask on, wow. always ski mask on, wow. and but like big dick body, like whole thing, and then so then we were talking, and he was working like on capital in some like political yeah, whatever, yeah. and he told me he was going back to wherever he was from. I think his congressperson he was working for didn't get reelected or whatever, and so he was going back to where he was from. So he's like, so I'm I'm like leaving like tomorrow he's like can i come by and i was like okay and so he came by and he came in ski mask on sex like whatever we like get off and then i was like okay like bye forever i guess and so he like got to the door and he took off the ski mask (laughs) and he was like this beautiful blonde boy and he was like thanks a lot and then like walked out and then that was like the last i've ever seen of him my whole life (gasps)
0: my God.
3: Full-body chills. The most oh. unconventional romantic story I've ever heard. Oh, my God. It was so wonderful. He was, like, oh. still one of the hottest people I've ever slept with, like, That's through the bars for years. I wrote about this story for Vice magazine once. I don't remember why. It was like something about like the internet and like mm-hmm. how we can not ever know people and whatever and how he's probably like in Kansas married with a daughter right now, you know, yeah. and like Oh, but you had you shared that moment. I you know. It was it was moment. magic. It was like the only rom com moment of my slutty life. Wow. You're an inspiration, Brian. That's yeah. absolutely beautiful. That's what I'm here for.
1: I by the way, this just reminded me that I've never told you that you do look like Jared Kushner. Really? But when he yeah, started you a bit. to first come on the scene, I was like, why does he, re- who
3: does he remind me of? Really? A little bit. Yeah. I think I look more like Andy Dick. <laughs> no, I <laughs> disagree on that. Thank Andy Dick wishes. Completely. Well, um, as long as I don't sound like Jared Kushner. Oh, God, that is a sure good
0: voice. Just <laughs> good. before we go,
3: who's the hottest person in the Trump administration? The hottest person in, like, in the administration? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who do we hate? For I mean, any, like uh, Paul TV? Ryan. I just like would do unspeakable, unspeakable things too. And um, you know what? Weak legs, though. What? That, I'm like cool with that. I'm like totally mm-hmm. fine with that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone. Know who else could get it? Is Joe Biden? I know he's not in the yeah. in the administration, but that yeah, was yeah, the it's... the worst part about DC. Is yeah, it really is Hollywood frogly people. Like sure. it's not really. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who. I didn't ask that I question with some really in mind because no. it's it's a pretty hideous bunch of people. But it's just like yeah, he, I mean Jared. If I had to, or there's that Stephen Miller guy. Is that no? He's oh, way no, too he's creepy awful. looking. Mm-hmm. He's awful, awful. But he's like the only relatively young one. They're also old and kind of oh, disgusting mm-hmm. in various and sundry ways. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that um I Marco Rubio could get it. Marco Rubio mm, could get one. It. Yeah, yeah, of that bunch. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm in it. it. This this is like an awful thing to admit, but I have a special place in my heart for Middle Eastern gentlemen. Uh-huh. And so whenever there's like some sort of terrorist or whatever, oh I'm always like, God, Brian, I'm into it. No, I'm into it. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So what's his name? Uh, Sarnev. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like totally <laughs> oh into God. it. Like the Boston bombing brothers. That's what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and it's something I hate about myself. But um, this is a safe space, even I,
1: for that. Mm-hmm. I recognize. Well, I guess we'll find out that, how safe it is. Yeah, right. When we,
3: yeah, I I feel like that is some way to liberate my. Gay Middle Eastern brothers. I don't know who knows, <laughs> but maybe that that will be my sex story for next time. No, I'm well, gonna stop so, talking about you this now. you I, definitely I, I have an grave. open invitation yeah. anytime you're in town. I mean, any as long as you deeper.
0: keep collecting hoe stories.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm trying to think if there are any other. Those are like my best. I, those those are like the top of the barrel. Well, mm-hmm. God. Um, there, I recently think that I had an opportunity to sleep with the cable guy. Oh, oh wow. Boy. And um He was just giving signals while he was Yeah. Well, so it was at my boyfriend's house, and um so the cable guy had to come in the day, and I don't have a real people job, so I was like, I'll go and work at your apartment and I'll let the cable guy in. And so he came and like fixed whatever, and he's like, Okay, it's all fixed. I'm like, Okay. And he's and my boyfriend at the time only had a TV in his bedroom. It was like mm-hmm. at the end of the bed. And he said, Let me show you how to use everything. So I said, Okay. I was like, no, I know how it works. I know how to work a DVR. He's like, no, no, let me show you, let me show you. And so he brought me in, and we're standing at the end of the bed, and he got really close and he was showing me, oh, here's how you change the channels, like whatever. And I was like, okay. And what's he look like, by the way? He was black, um, like. In decent shape, but a little paunchy, maybe. Uh And And no Satan mask, which is no Satan mask. And he, it was summer and he was a little like sweaty. I think maybe that's what what it was because I was thinking like I should do this for the story, but then I didn't. And yeah. But I, I should have done this for the for story. And then also this summer, I spent a week in my parents' house in Connecticut. And I was on the grinder. And there aren't many people. It's just kind of like out in the boonies in Connecticut. Yeah. And there weren't, there weren't a lot of people around. And so um, I got on the grinder. And the closest person was like a mile away. And there was no picture. And he goes, hey, I'm probably coming by your house. I'm the garbage man. Like, do you want to come out and blow me? when I, like, come by your house. And I was like, a 100%, yeah. 100 a million percent, I am there. And then he sent pictures. And I just couldn't. I couldn't oh, bring myself to do it. And I was like, buddy, I would have blown you in the garbage truck yeah. mm-hmm. with, but no, he ruined it, and so then I didn't do it. Oh, oh. well. No. I know. Well, it would have been such a good story. Oh. Maybe next time I'm at my parents' house and the garbage man comes by in the middle <laughs> of the week, I'll be able. To wow. Blow him! This has been fascinating. What a ride! This has you been fascinating.
1: My jaw just on the floor through this yeah. <laughs> entire hour. You know, because <laughs> I, I
3: felt like someone awe. needed to bring the real nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah. Like, dirty. We, sex need to delete,
1: we need to gay up our gay show. Honestly. Yeah,
3: I just wanted some more. So this is my challenge to everyone who comes on from now on: is well. to be as slutty yeah. as. Brian Moreland. Go worry yeah. holes or go home. Yeah, the gauntlet has Thank been thrown you. down, future guests. Thank you. Brian, you're the best. Thank you so, you so much. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this so much. Hey.
0: Wow. Oh, baby, baby. We have a call. We have a call. By the way, if you would like to call, if you need advice, yes. if you would like to kick off your 2017, no. Twenty eighteen. See? I'm already That's uh, tough. Yeah. If you want to kick your new year off yep. into high gear, mm-hmm. uh, the number is four two four two four eight eight nine seven eight. We will give you guidance as best we can.
1: Yes. And it and it might not be great. And it do might not we be do we sometimes forget about these voicemails? Yes. Sure. Have we answered this question before? Maybe. That we're about to do? We out. we listened to it again and said, I this
0: vaguely rings a bell. So yeah. if you've heard this before, get ready to hear it again. Yeah, sorry if our advice is totally
2: different. <laughs> Hey there, homophilia, this is Rob from New Jersey, and I have a question and some advice for you all. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, I've been single for well over a decade, and it seems to be a problem in the gay community, um, especially as a a gay man, about being um, a scientist or following academic pursuits of that nature. Um, I typically, you know, follow the app game and the online profile game, and. I get told, oh, brains are sexy, but when they ask, what do I do? I say, science, I'm immediately ghosted. So I would love to hear you all talk about, you know, why is it that the gay community doesn't really have a place for us at the table? And how would you suggest navigating something – of this nature and the dating world, because I would really love to not, you know, withhold that information. It's something that is important to me. It is my career. It's something that will have to be mentioned eventually, but I don't wanna, you know, hide it in, in, you know, fear of I'm gonna get immediately rejected as the case has usually been. Um, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I'm really excited to hear every single episode every Friday. Uh, and I hope that you
1: all have a fantastic day. Thanks. Oh. oh that's very nice. I, so he, maybe his asking. advice was to have a fantastic day. That's a great advice. Yeah. 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 We 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 both uh, sat back a little bit when he said, <laughs> I have some advice for <laughs> you. But – Because we did not ask. I mean, thank you very much. Yeah. Maybe I but. think we must have misheard him. But – Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> I mean, I don't – my experience has not been that – I will say – in my twenties, mm-hmm. I was a personal assistant, and I was very open about it. Yeah. And I was, you know, I, like nobody ever cared. Right. I, I still got around. I, I'm, and I'm no big uh, prize, you know. Yeah, what I mean, stop it. I, I mean, I, I am, I'm just saying. In terms of of, of, of gay currency, yeah. it's like I I
0: don't think that that is the issue. It might not be the issue. Yeah, I think uh, you know. Uh, he says he plays the app game. Right and the online profile game. Right, Uh, typically people approach that uh, with the idea of uh, of only having fun. Right, everybody says, you know, hey, friends and dating or whatever. Sorry, everybody is looking to hook up. They're looking to fuck. That's exactly right. So it doesn't even matter what you do. Who cares what you do? Right. If somebody asks what you do, you don't have to answer it. You know what I mean? Those that's just for dumb fun. If you want uh, an actual connection, there's an entire world out there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, there is such a thing, and I know it sounds silly, but like there is such a thing as like meetup.com where you talk to, like, you go and you, you know, whatever, like people, gays who like to bowl or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, maybe they only meet once every few months, but they meet and you can meet people with common interests there. Well, I would like Rob to do a
1: follow up and mm-hmm. let us know like i'd I'd like full on screen grabs of some of these exchanges. I just need to get a better sense of like I just have this creeping sense that maybe it's something he's putting out there. I or think that, that, may that he be true. is projecting onto. The people – it's almost – there's a there's a whiff of him of him almost thinking like, how
0: come no one else in the gay community is as smart as me? And yes. By the way, he might be right. I got that too. I got that too. I got the feeling that like it, the question is, what do you do? And the answer is science, dummy. Yeah. And then yeah, it's yeah. like, well, why aren't they answering? Right right, 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 right. There, there, there could be an air of superiority there that right. you might not be noticing. And you just have to like –
1: uh, as long as you're giving a, like, as you are a well rounded person, if you're bringing something to the table other than I'm a scientist, yes. Then, which by the way, who wouldn't,
0: uh, being a scientist is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, no, you know? literally nobody's turned off by that. No. Um, I think also uh, a very important thing is to dispense with the idea of a gay community. Uh, the idea that, like, the gay community doesn't treasure brains. Right. Uh, I think if you are saying the gay community doesn't like something, something, you need to figure out specifically what you are doing mm-hmm. and which, like, drawer within the gay community you are putting yourself in. Right. Because I think you're, you're, you're telling us more about, like, what like where you are than where they are yeah you know what i mean if you are out meeting people in real life and you have chemistry with somebody and then it comes up naturally 20 minutes into the conversation that you're a scientist then it's just going to deepen the conversation right uh if you're like if you're on a hookup app just having fun and people don't like it when you go a little bit deeper then get off the hookup apps and look
1: if you really are going to play the game then play the game and Mm -hmm. a, a, a little bit of I hate to say it, but a little bit of hard to get. Or as uh, a friend of the show, Shira Casp, would say, be the lighthouse. Be the lighthouse. Lo- those boats are coming to you, and they're going, you don't move. You are the lighthouse. You stay put. You're just shining your light. You're doing your thing. Yes. They're coming to you. They're coming and going. I do think that that, is, that goes a very long way. Yeah. And if you're coming into it wondering, like, is this person going to like me? Is this person going to judge me? Is this person going to like me? You're already, uh, you know, coming. You're already at a loss. A yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, yeah, and then taking your experience and extrapolating it to the entire gay community mm-hmm. is just a mistake. Yeah. There are many facets. There are many different cliques and groups and areas where you can meet people. I, uh, not to belabor this point, but I, I was, uh, I was in Atlanta. I was working in Atlanta. This is probably like ten break. years ago. Wow. So yeah. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, on, on court TV. I mean, I'm sorry. to break. Whoa. Uh, on a show called The Saturday Night Solution, I'm sorry to brag. I'm sorry to brag. We popped up during commercial breaks of uh, Forensic Files, and we did I'm quick sorry. little, quick little ads for Buffalo Wild Wings. Listen, I'm sorry to brag. Explain this
1: a little bit more clearly for me.
0: Yeah, yep. okay. It was a show. It ran for years. It was called The Saturday Night Solution, and it was it was bumpers for all of their like Saturday Night True Crime shows. Wow. So we would pop up, and it would be all around a theme, right? Uh-huh. So like you know. <laughs> This is a literal thing that I had to do. I, I'm sorry, scientist no, man. No, I we're, need we're, it. We're, we're we're being discursive, but um, like one <laughs> the the theme was uh, mistaken identity, and one of the one of the promoted spots that we had to do was was for whole grain Cheerios, and so it was me and my co host, and we were it was like we were friends who lived together, or maybe we were a couple. I don't know. It was never defined. Male or female? Female. Okay. And, and and I was, like, going through our cupboards, and, like, it, you know, and she's all put together, and I'm kind of the, you know, I'm the, like, schlubby guy. Yeah. And uh, she's like, Dave, what are you doing? And I was like, hey, I just had a, a bowl of Cheerios with the crunch of whole grain. It must be a case of mistaken identity. Wow. And she was like, no, Dave, it's whole grain. Anyway. This is such a yeah, deep I did it cut. For, like, like, eight years I did that. Anyway. Shit. uh, where was I? What oh, an okay.
1: onion! This guy, what an onion! Anyway, <laughs> sorry, you, peel I, him back. I, I, I pulled this off the
0: tracks. So on, uh, I was out in uh, Atlanta, and uh, like, and I went to like the gay bar in Atlanta. Or, mm-hmm. There are a lot of gay bars. I went to one of the gay bars in Atlanta, and I started talking to this guy, and he had just moved to Atlanta, and I was like, "So what do you what do you think? Like, what's the city like?" And he was like, "Literally, everybody in Atlanta is an alcoholic," and I was cool. like, "Oh wow, that's really interesting, and not a thing that I've noticed. Where <laughs> where are you meeting people? I mean, bars?" Wow. And I just was like – and I looked at him and I just – the look that he gave back was like, oh, he's never going to understand the connection between only meeting people in bars and thinking everyone is an alcoholic. Yeah. So again, if you are only meeting people who want to hook up and you're saying, I am a fancy scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might not be giving you the, the energy that you want back, but that doesn't mean anything about the gay community. Yeah. It just means you need to kind of switch up how you meet people.
1: And I think there is a little bit of a law of attraction thing happening sure. where, like, if, you're, if your story is kind of like, g- gay guys just always judge me and they don't like me and they don't get me, like, y- that's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So we're blaming you, <laughs> that's Rob. Right. That's right. You're a scientist. Turn your microscope on
0: yourself, Rob. Yeah. All right, but thanks, thanks for the call, but thanks to, for listening. Seriously,
1: thank you for the call, and 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 I would love to know a little more. I'd love to do a deeper dive, yeah. on what exactly is happening in these exchanges. Sure, in six months, get back to us. Yes, mark your calendar, science man. Yes, and hopefully we'll be able to figure out how to <laughs> listen to voicemails. Um. <laughs> well, that's it. That's
0: it. Oh, what oh a show. my god! Thank you, Brian Moylan, for thank being you. here. Thank you for your candor. Yes. Uh, wow. Thank you for your elegant sh- uh, short suit. G- oh my God, what a dresser that guy! I'm telling you,
1: he just came in, titties out, ready to <laughs> scandalize ready us. And him he up. did,
0: and he sure did. Uh, thank you, Matt. Thank, thank you, Dana. Dave. Thank you, uh, Colin. Thank you, Ben Weiss, for the music. Thank you, Brett for producing. Thank you, Michael for being here. Thank you, dog for panting. Uh, and yeah, we'll happy see you. New Year, y'all. Happy New
3: Year.
1: Hello, Earwolf Podcast listener. Scott Ackerman here from Comedy Bang Bang. It's a brand new year, and you know what that means. It's time for Comedy Bang Bang to count down the top episodes of 2017. You voted for your favorites. Now you can hear Paul F. Tompkins and myself talking about the best episodes of the year on our Best of 2017 specials. Listen to the whole four part special this week on Comedy Bang Bang,
2: and I'll see you in 2018